I'm Damian Bulwa, Managing Editor of the San Francisco Chronicle. Today on Fifth and Mission, some masks are better than others. Just when many people are finally agreeing to wear masks to prevent the spread of the coronavirus, new research shows there's a big difference between the types and styles you can wear. While some masks are great, some are actually not only worthless, but maybe worse than not wearing anything at all. Reporter Aideen Vaziri is here. He's been looking at the research. He's going to tell us what we need to know. Aideen, thanks for joining me. You're welcome. I'm happy to be here. So, Aideen, this is um, really difficult news for some of us who might have been wearing the wrong kind of masks. Um, but mask wearing has been so central to the pandemic, and I know you've been following it. Um, tell us about where this puts us in, in relation to mask wearing. Well, it, it's not bad news. It's it, for the most part, we're you know mo- more people are adopting wearing masks, which is good, and it's helping control the pandemic. Um, but there are some masks that are better than others, and way um, better than others, right? Yeah, I mean. The gold standard is the N95s, right? But they don't want us to use those because they need those for healthcare professionals. But the good news about this is the the cheap surgical masks, the little blue ones that you can buy on Amazon for like 30 cents a pop. Those are, this study proved that those are super effective and they work. And even uh, homemade cotton masks that are three layers, those work as well. Okay. Now, this is at a Duke University, right? Uh, the research, and they looked That's at a right. lot of yes. different masks. Before we get into it, and, and for, the, for the, the listeners at home, Ideen and I can see each other on a Zoom call as we're recording. And Ideen, I'm, I'm a little nervous but, because I'm going to show you my mask that I just got. Um, my wife bought it for me. It's incredibly stylish. As you can see, it is a yes. neck sort of stretchy bandana with paisley on it um what do you what what do you know about this one that that is the kind of mask that they do not want you to wear at all um bandanas and neck fleece came were not only did not only rank low on the list but they determined that they actually do more harm than good especially the neck fleece because they um you know break the fleece has something, so I don't know the science behind it myself, but it does something where it breaks down the droplets that you exhale when you're talking and it releases them as aerosols, which is what you do not want during a pandemic. Wow. <laughs> okay. So do not wear this as, as striking and, and stylish as it is. Wear it around your house, you know? Yeah. Okay. You can look, you can look cool. Wear it for portraits, photos. All right. Well, that's uh, good. Ad- but <laughs> that's good advice. Don't wear it outside. <laughs> All right. What's a what? Tell me about uh, what other masks uh, that they tested, and and what other kinds of masks that people are wearing. So the they the test focused largely on the uh, cotton masks that people are wearing at home, and when they do these tests, it's not necessarily for it's not for the protection of the wearer, right? So what we're concerned about here is people who are asymptomatic or who are sick, who are out and about, and they're uh, shedding viral droplets. So when we wear masks, the the primary goal is to prevent the spread of virus. Um, So they 
the masks they tested, which are the homemade cotton masks and um, the fitted N95s and the surgical masks, all accomplished that goal of keeping keeping the virus inside. All right. And tell me again, what are the masks to avoid besides the one that I just showed you? Okay. So bandanas are not very effective. Uh, I think that's just has to do with the quality of the, uh, the material that they're made out of. And you do not want to wear the neck fleece because they they break down the droplets as that you exhale into smaller aerosols, as I mentioned. And uh, a lot of runners and joggers wear that, which is worse because they're breathing heavily when they when you're engaged in a physical activity. All right. So tell us a little bit more about the study. How How is it set up? How do they come up with these results? So they came up with a deliberately simple method of they used, they crafted a box, they cut a couple holes in it, and then they had a slot where they were shooting a laser beam through. And then they just used a cell phone camera, like an iPhone camera. And they would have someone wear a mask and speak, and they could track the viral droplets. Uh, just the, uh, the droplets that were exhaled when they were speaking. Um, so they did they intentionally set up a simple system so people could replicate it um, when they're manufacturing masks so they can find out how effective the masks they're making are because there are a lot of masks that are pretty useless out there. So they wanted to make sure that people could have a way of doing this themselves before they made new products. All right. For people that are making their own masks at home, are there tips that they can take away from the study? So you want layers. You want uh, like three layers of cotton are good, or you want uh, some polyester. Uh, silk is really good at repelling droplets. Um, so you, the, the main thing is that you just want the mask to be thick. Um, so the more layers, the better. I think 12 layers of cotton were, uh, are as effective as a surgical mask, a non-woven surgical mask. Okay, Aideen, with the N95 masks, you, you wrote that some people are still wearing them with exhaust valves. And why doesn't that work? You don't want the exhaust valves on the N95s because they release viral droplets into the environment. Um, that hole, while it makes it more comfortable to wear and, you know, it doesn't get as hot up against your face, it actually works against the purpose of uh, mask wearing, which is to keep everything inside. So yeah, keep you, you from spreading it to other people. Exactly. All right. Well, let's uh, take a quick break, Aideen. And when we come back, I just want to ask you about the latest in in, um, in the pandemic and, and how we're doing in California and the Bay Area. We'll be right back on Fifth and Mission. You can support Fifth and Mission and the newsroom that creates it by signing up for unlimited Chronicle access at sfchronicle.com slash pod. Welcome back to Fifth and Mission. I'm Damien Bolwa, joined by reporter Aideen Vaziri, and we're talking about new research about how some masks are much better than others. Um, Aideen, uh, before we go on, can you give us an update? I know you've been tracking the, the state and Bay Area numbers every day on coronavirus cases. How are we doing? We're doing better. A lot of uh, the numbers are leveling off, and that that's hospitalizations, new infections, things like that. But of course, we had that whole data glitch with the state. So we may not have accurate numbers until later this week. But it does look like people saw that numbers were surging and officials started taking it seriously and shutting things back down. And I think everyone kind of snapped too. And I think 
I'm being kind of optimistic here, but I think the Bay Area might be back on track. Um, it's still spreading, but I think but it's making a difference. Huh? We're making a difference. Yeah, we're at the point, um, especially in places like Marin and San Francisco. It's really we're kind of starting to see it come back under control. Okay, back to masks. I mean, it's become obviously such a normal thing for everyone to wear masks, particularly in stores, uh, in in on crowded streets, um, when you're doing certain types of business. Um, but with this new research that some masks are not helpful and don't protect other people from from your droplets, especially if you're asymptomatic, I mean, can we expect that sometime in the future there might be restrictions on what kind of masks you can wear? Could people that are sort of the mask police say, hey, no neck fleece in here? It's it, I can imagine that happening. It's it's amazing. We've It's been so hard just to get to this point of ma- having people wear masks and accept that they're going to help. Uh, you know, so we, we've, we've got this far, but it was a real battle, right? And now we're going to tell them, well, that bandana that makes you look really cool isn't going to work, isn't going to cut it, or that neck fleece with the uh, Giants logo is actually doing more harm than good. Um, and, you know, we're going to see stores having signs with like 14 different uh, variations on, you know, what you can and can't do. It's, it's, it gets confusing. Um, I think the big takeaway from that study was any face covering is better than none. Um, so as long as people are wearing masks, uh, I think that's we can declare that a victory there. Okay, all right. I want to I want to talk to you about a different subject, and and most people know Idine that uh, you are uh, you write about music for the Chronicle, uh, music critic, and, and and cover concerts and the music scene. Um, and we've sort of borrowed you and drafted you into one into the biggest story ever. Um, and you've been doing a great job, but but give us a little bit of a look at at, at your old beat and and how the music scene is going on and and to what degree are you are you checking out uh you know concerts that are happening inside roblox worlds and things like that <laughs> uh so last weekend that's funny you should ask this because uh this this past weekend was would have been outside land so i would have been in golden gate park for three days for like 12 hours a day just non-stop live music hundreds of thousands you know tens of thousands of people and just i would be recovering today Instead, I sat through four, five board of supervisor meetings this morning. Uh, it's it's a big change, a bit of culture shock, but I'm learning so much. Um, and to answer your question, I I have a really hard time watching like Instagram live shows and things like that because nothing replaces that that you know that experience of being there and being elbow to elbow with other people. It's just not the same and. So drive-in concerts have become this big thing, and I cannot imagine paying $100 to drive into a parking lot and watch a band from behind my windshield. It just <laughs> sounds so unappealing to me. I can't Metallica's I can't doing that, right? Metallica's doing that. Metallica's cheating, though, because they are going to record it and then show it as a movie at various drive-ins. So they've typically they've found the workaround. <laughs> I mean, are, are some music fans enjoying some of these experiences or or is it mostly just on hold until this thing's over? You know, I can see that you know, if you love music that much and you miss it that much, because really there's just 
first of all, we don't know when live music's coming back. It could be, it, it could be the last thing to come back. And we're, you know, we keep hearing these projections of, oh, well, we're a year out, we're two years out from any of this. So if you're desperate enough, I think these things kind of give you a little bit of a taste of what it was like. But uh, for me, it just doesn't cut it. Yeah, it just does not cut it. <laughs> All right. Aideen Vaziri, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Thank you. It was fun. Thanks to my guest today, Chronicle reporter Aideen Vaziri, to King Kaufman for producing this episode, and thank you for listening. 